Hello, everyone, and welcome to David and Jeff's Survivor Podcast. I'm David, and with me, as always, is... Jeff. How are you doing, Jeff? I'm wonderful. How are you, David? I'm doing good. Uh, Another entertaining episode of Survivor, I thought. Um, We still haven't got to see a lot of people, but uh, it's still enjoyable to see the people we are seeing. Yeah, I I think, uh, at least from what we've seen, their, their kind of emphasis is not misplaced. Yeah, uh, but would like to see a bit more even editing, definitely. But uh, we'll see. Uh, I'm looking forward to, to episode three uh, and seeing where it progresses from there. But we are going to be talking about episode two on this podcast and talking with the one and only Adam Potch from Big Brother 13. Besides being on Big Brother and being a huge Big Brother fan, he's also an almost as huge survivor fans so uh we're gonna be talking with them hearing his thoughts on uh, this season should be fun yeah should be a lot of fun I'm, I'm excited to hear kind of a big brother uh perspective on the show that we know and love so yeah we'll have to ask him if he'd ever do survivor uh one quick note before we uh get into anything else uh last podcast with michael scoopin michael scoopin commented that Reynold was married, and that took, uh, I think, Jeff and I both by huge surprise. <laughs> we did not uh, know that. We did not. I, yeah. was, I was very surprised. Yeah. Uh, so I did some research because that, like, <laughs> that was a little unsettling to me. Like, oh, look, here he is making out with Allie. Um, at the time of that Survivor was filmed, I'm almost certain that he was not married. So, oh, okay. So, so he's married now. Yes, he is married now. But at the um, time, and, and apparently from Allie's uh, account from her interview, they were never making out in the first place. Um, they were just rubbing each other's backs or something. But uh, I don't know. The, the camera. Yeah, all day. <laughs> the, the... She rubs his back and then there's a bulge in his pocket. And <laughs> it's, uh... And then she's getting sent home, so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I'm happy that he wasn't married while, uh rubbing someone else's back yes (laughs) so so uh well the first we should i suppose go on to our confessional count yeah i'm i'm looking forward to this i'm sure you are david uh as we all know last year i i obliterated you um what was it four points oh yeah i think it was something like four points which was two weeks um but we are doing a three-point scale at least for the beginning of this season until we see a tribe swapper emerge uh, and last episode, you chose for the favorite with the most confessionals. You chose Brandon. I chose Philip. Yes. Uh, you were correct. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, for the least confessionals, you chose Julia. I chose Allie, and you were correct. Dun, 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 dun. And for the fan with most confession, or sorry, the fan with the most confessionals, uh, you chose Reynolds, and I chose Matt, and uh, you were. Correct. Dun, 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 dun. Three for three. So you are currently beating me three points to zero. I expect redemption this week. Yeah, I don't. Um, I, I honestly don't expect this to last that, <laughs> that long. But I'm going to enjoy it and then boast about it until until it comes quickly to an end. <laughs> right. Well, with three points on the board each uh, episode, at least for a while, it's going to be a pretty. I imagine a pretty. Uh, point heavy race yeah there's a there's a bigger swing right right um so it's it's interesting congratulations it must feel good to win uh something and and i'm also winning uh on a group called a facebook group called addicted to survivor jeff is hosting a sort of fantasy game of survivor caramonin and i'm also number one in that just saying so i'm on a roll you are representing uh you are representing philip Yes, actually, and uh, for those for those viewers who don't know, it's kind of a fantasy football, uh, but fantasy survivor. So each person picks a uh, contestant. Currently, uh, there's an arbitrary point system based on certain actions that people take. Currently, Philip is in the lead, and I believe, uh, not counting the two people who have been voted out, Hope is bringing up the rear. Yeah, so, and uh, I, I fully expect that I will not win that fantasy league because I'm pretty sure there's going to come a point where Philip will come crashing down greatly. But uh, you, you know, you are on a better place this season though, because this season we added a uh, some slots for things like uh, more than five confessionals and 
uh, other things like that. And I, I'm always updating the point list, uh, just if things that I think would be good to add as points. I try not to favor any one person, but yeah. So, but yeah, Philip is in the lead. Uh, the winner actually didn't win last season. The winner of the fantasy league last season was Michael Scoopin. Yeah. So, I think Cody Ross was was representing him. Yeah, but still, uh, if you know, if Philip gets out around the, the merge time, I don't expect him to be to be the number one. You know, if he makes it to the final three, then there's a good potential. Right. 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 Yeah. So, uh, anyway, for this episode, David, you get to pick first for the favorite with the most confessionals. Favorite with the most confessionals. It's a toss-up to me, but I think I'm still going to go Brandon Hance. And that would have been my pick as well. I'm kind of torn here because I don't really know what else uh, what, what else is going to happen. Obviously, you have Philip, who is kind of trying to make a stir, but it seems like everyone on the favorites tribe... I'm sorry, not everyone, but there are a good number of people on the Favorites Tribe who are getting quite a few confessionals every episode. Uh, but you know what? I might as well stick with the uh, the specialist of Stealth R Us and pick Phil up and hope that he pulls through for me this week. Uh, Jeff, didn't you hear it is now uh, Stealth R Us Inc. Incorporated? Oh, right. Stealth yeah. R Us Incorporation. Yeah. LLC. <laughs> but yes, uh, good choice. That was, that was who I was... Deciding between Brandon and Philip. Uh, right. I mean, in the preview, you already have one given for Brandon. Yeah. I can see why you picked him. Uh, so I get to pick first for the other two choices. So for the fan with the most confessionals, I'm going to pick Reynolds. Stealing my picks. There you go. There you go. Yeah, it's interesting because... You know, last time I was debating between Reynolds and Shamar, so you've taken Reynolds off the table. So my first instinct is to go with Shamar. But talking with you, Shamar only got one confessional this past episode? I believe that's correct, yes. I mean, he talked so much during the episode, but none of it was actually confessionals. It was all just yelling at people. <laughs> right. So, so I'm curious, from what I've seen is... Their view, they're showing Shamar through other people's view, views and opinions on him. So they're showing confessionals of Reynolds talk about Shamar, and they're showing confessionals of Sherry talking about Shamar, and not actually Shamar confessionals. So I'm not going to pick him. Which leaves me with who else is there? <laughs> and, uh. Hope, man. Hope's getting a bunch next episode. I can feel it. And I'm actually, I'm going to go for a wild card. And I'm going to pick Sherry. Okay. I don't think that's a wild card. I think that's a solid pick. She's the leader of the alliance, I'd say. I mean, you have Matt and Michael who are, like, getting, like, one apiece. And you have Laura who they throw in there for one. I don't know. I think Sherry may be trying to continue to save Shamar. And I think it may focus. Since since Shamar doesn't get that many confessionals, I'm going to say they're going to keep showing us him through Sherry. Okay, that's. I think that's a fair assessment. Uh, so for the least confessionals, I uh, get to go first for this as well, and and I'm torn here because we have a couple fans who have gotten zero confessionals. We have a couple. We have one favorite who's gotten zero confessionals, and people who have gotten zero. Like there were, I think, eight people with zero confessionals in the last episode, which is pretty staggering in my opinion. Yeah. So my, my first instinct would be Hope, but my fear with her is that the existence of the Hidden Immunity Idol in their alliance will give them something. I would think Laura, because she's kind of a, the invisible part of the other alliance, but she noticed the Hidden Immunity Idol, so that makes me scared there. Uh, I'm always scared picking a favorite, even though there are a couple who haven't had any confessionals. So I'm really, really torn here, and I think I'm just going to have to end up going... With Corinne. Corinne. That was going to be my backup, in case you picked mine. Uh, but I'm going to go with the person who won it last time, Julia. We still have not seen a single confessional from her, and I'm hoping she's still going to be purple for the next episode. That's fair. That I mean, I guess I was trying to think of a fan on the tribe who wasn't included in my list of people who might get a confessional, and I think... 
that you picked right because I didn't even think of Julia. Yeah, you, you didn't even remember she was on the tribe, so. <laughs> right, I would have picked her. But, uh, okay, well, should be a good contest. I think uh, some big names and some small names up there. Uh, some risky picks and some solid picks. So yeah, we'll, we'll see. see what happens. It's, it's Brandon versus Philip again. <laughs> I think we're going to have, until one of them gets voted out, it might be Brandon versus Philip all the way down. Yeah. Well, and I'm assuming that Brandon may be the next one to go, which is why I'm sort of still banking on him. Well, and you know, I think Michael Scoopin said it perfectly when he said, when Russell was on the island, he didn't tell anyone. If machetes just disappeared and socks just got burned. Yeah. Brandon's making the deadly mistake of telling people. Yeah. And you can see it through Philip. No one is ever willing to look someone in the eye and say, you're not in my alliance, you're quote-unquote middle management. <laughs> like, no one does that unless they're so like, you're an idiot and I don't want you near me. And if we have Philip to say that, it's kind of insulting, but... Well, I think Rob Sesternino uh, on one of his podcasts pointed this out that Boston Rob did do this to Philip, but he knew that he could not do that to anyone else. You know, you have to, you know, because I think there was a certain point where Boston Rob was like, Philip, I don't know if I can really trust you or not. You're going to have to prove it to me, so I, I can't relay everything to you now, sort of a thing. Well, that's because Philip was in the position where he couldn't go over to the other alliance because the other alliance didn't want him. <laughs> Very true. Where was Philip going to go if he was like, well, screw you, Boston Rob? Then he was a tribe of one. Yeah. So, yeah, you, you, there's very few situations in which you can do that. And uh, I don't think Philip did it in the right situation. <laughs> no, he did not choose the right situation. But... And plus, it's Brandon Hans. Like, don't tell crazy people. I guess Boston Rob did it. Don't tell crazy people that they're not in your alliance. They're going to go crazy. And you saw that when Brandon Hans went back and said, Philip is the biggest bully. That I've ever met. Imagine if he had Philip's alliance wasn't faithful to him. What would have happened? Yeah, who knows? But I don't know. I, I'm ranting at this point. All right. Well, it is time for another installment of DJ Rules. David and Jeff Rules, based off of David the. And Jeff, they do rule. Yes, yes, they do. <laughs> uh, boy, we're a little vain, aren't we? Um, <laughs> But uh, these are based off of Phillips Boston Rob rules. We're giving you our rules for different scenarios. And this time, it's the five DJ rules for things not to do in the shelter. Yes, uh, this was obviously brought about by uh, various things that have taken place in shelters this season. Uh, And I'm really excited for this list. I think it's going to be fun. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Rule number one. Do not make out with anyone in the shelter. That's something you do not do. Obviously, puts an instant target, and everyone else is also in the shelter most of the time. So they can see you and or hear you and or feel you. So (laughs) this is something that you do not want to do. Yes. Make out. I would also include in that rub against, rub backs. Yeah. Any... Any sort of action that takes place in the shelter. We've seen this uh, multiple times. Uh, If you remember, Ozzy and Amanda were getting kind of intimate in the shelter at one point. Rob and Amber were uh, were getting – we have the famous confessional from Rob Sesternino where he said, Rob and Amber are going to do it, right? (laughs) Um, But there are a couple couples who have uh, have made it – making out in different places – uh, Adam and Candace, for example, were made out in the middle of the woods, and obviously, if you buy into the rumors, potentially Greg and Colleen as well. So, yeah, there are places to do it. The but, shelter's not but one. Not of them. the shelter. Not the shelter. Uh, the second one is uh, inspired by the females of Survivor Australia, and it is: do not drum loudly and scream the name of random candies. Yes, uh, this will annoy the cowboys on your uh, your tribe, and the cowboys are the ones that you don't want to get annoyed at you. And they are not a Hershey bar. No, no, they are not. No, so, the cowboys are not a Hershey bar. Yeah. So don't make out with anyone. Don't don't scream candy names and drum loudly. And uh, the number three DJ rule, and I think this is this may be the the most important. I mean. Do not leave your hidden immunity idol there. Whether it's in your bag, underneath the shelter, anywhere, people are there constantly, and they we've seen time and time again that they don't care if it's in your bag or in your pants pocket. They're going to rifle through it. So never leave your hidden immunity idol at 
or in the shelter. So, David, what would be your alternative? Because obviously digging it up could, or putting it in a hole somewhere could lead to problems because if you have to go to tribal council immediately, you don't have time to dig it up. What would be the best place to leave a hidden immunity idol? <laughs> the best place? Well, if, if, if I was the producers, obviously it would be a, in a hole in a tree. But uh, <laughs> if I was a survivor contestant, um, I, I would find somewhere in in the in the woods somewhere that you a, a remember where it is and b it doesn't take you know a half hour to retrieve it but it's still pretty stealth like and i would say remove the cloth off of it because everyone knows that the hidden immunity idol is wrapped in a cloth now you know make it look as as unshiny as possible and as dingy i think there's things you can do but uh, to be honest, there's no perfect place to hide it. Right. Obviously, your pocket won't work anymore. Yeah. Well, especially um, if you're wearing tight pants. Right. Well, and I would say if you take it to tribal council, you should put it in your bag. Yeah. Because there's no reason to not bring your bag to tribal council unless you have the immunity necklace. Yeah. So that's just my opinion. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, the fourth DJ rule for things not to do in the shelter don't do nothing. Uh, my English teachers of the past would be upset for my double negative, but we have seen Shamar do absolutely nothing in the shelter. For 19 and, hours. Uh, for 19 out of 24 hours, which is a, quite a specific amount of time, <laughs> considering that they don't have clocks. Yeah, Eddie is just tracking this. <laughs> he's like, he's putting tally marks on a tree somewhere. Guys, this is hour number seven. This is ridiculous. Well, the- the first thing they did, that's why Shamar was so angry. They built the shelter, and then they built a sundial. <laughs> so, um, and first rule in, first first lesson in firefighter school is how to build a sundial 101. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah don't do nothing. We've seen lots of people try to do nothing, uh, and it never, never works out well for them. So, prophesize a bit. Uh, Shamar won't last long. Hint, hint. Being lazy has only worked for one person, and I doubt it will ever uh, again, and that is Jervis Never Nervous Peterson. But uh, he had so much charm, you could care less what he was doing. And he was never nervous. Yeah, he wasn't. That's why he, That's why that's his nickname. All right, and number five, uh, unfortunately this does have to be said. You would think that this is just something that doesn't even need to be, but yes. It's sort of like when there's those idiotic warning labels on the electronic products and the uh, shampoos and everything because people have done stupid things. Number five, DJ rule, do not pee in the shelter. Now, you would think this is pretty obvious, but if you go back to Survivor Thailand, when the two tribes became one, uh, there was a big controversy when... (laughs) When uh, Ken went into the shelter and it smelled like pee. Uh, This does not create uh, happiness among your tribe members. It creates a bad smell and uh, no one is going to want to to be in it. So I don't think that's winning any favors. So And also, let's hope Brandon doesn't actually go through with this plan that we saw him talk about in the previous or next episode. Now, the question is, would he tell people that he peed in the beans? Or would the beans simply have a pee-like flavor? Well, he was telling someone else. Like, that he was going to do it. So, I mean... (laughs) I think he was telling Eric that he was going to do this. So, I mean, I think Eric is at least the person to be like, Guys, don't eat this. (laughs) You know? Yeah, you'd think Eric, Eric of all people... (laughs) Would serve Philip his serving and then tell everyone else in secret. Yeah, not. To. But it is such a weird rule that you have to say. Not only has it been an, a, pro- a problem in Survivor before, but it looks like it might be a problem again. I just don't understand what the uh, desire would be. I mean, things are so uncomfortable out there already. I, I doubt that that is an added discomfort that you'd necessarily invite, but. The ocean is right there, and the woods is right there on the other side. Pick one of them. Right. I don't know. I I wouldn't personally pee in the shelter. Um, That's good. I can't imagine that 39 days would make me feel any differently about that. Yeah. 
But uh, there you have it, our five DJ rules for things not to do in the shelter. I hope everyone's learned something. Yes, I, 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 I think this has been a learning experience for everybody. And like we said last week, after uh, this entire season, I think anyone who listens to our podcast regularly will not only be ready, but will be uh, raring to go on any season of Survivor. Now they know how not to get voted off first twice. Yeah. Now they know what not to do in the shelter. You know, who knows what they'll learn next week. It's true. It's true. So stay tuned for that. Well, I think it's time. Should we talk to Adam? Let's talk to Adam. All right, here we go. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We have with us here today Adam Potch from Big Brother 13. He got third place. And uh, how are you doing today, Adam? Thanks for having me, guys. I'm doing great. I'm uh, actually making some chili right now. I'm doing a chili cook-off on Saturday. And uh, so I have two big crock pots of chili working, but I've got time for the interview. My pleasure to be on. Awesome. So, uh, are you are you known for your chili, Adam? Well, I am making a bacon chili with bacon. Oh. Uh, I'm using uh, bacon that I got from uh, Petit Jean Meats. Um, the peppered bacon I'm cooking in the chili, and then I have applewood smoked bacon that I'm going to crumble on top of the chili. It would it wouldn't be an Adam chili if it didn't have bacon in it. Come on. Of course, <laughs> you're making me very hungry though. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it sounds good. So, uh, not only besides being on Big Brother, you're also a uh, huge Survivor fan, is that correct? Yeah, I'm a huge Survivor fan. In fact, uh, when Survivor first came on, uh, that was my favorite show. Uh, and then Big Brother came on, and I was like, oh, wait a second. This is much better. <laughs> but uh, it's it still, it, it's, you know, six and one half dozen of the other. You know, my falls and my uh, winters are Survivor. My summers are Big Brother. Yeah. Have you ever thought about applying for Survivor? Never. Hell <laughs> to the no. Uh, I, was, no I was a Boy Scout. Oh, yeah. Well, of course. But uh, I was a Boy Scout. I went camping all the time when I was a kid. I could not live in the jungle or the beach or whatever rainforest that they throw at you. For 39 days, you, you throw me in a house for 75, I'm fine. If it <laughs> rains, I go inside. If I'm cold, I wrap myself in a blanket. I'm not sitting there shivering. You know, like some of the torture that they go through on uh, Survivor, it only say that, you know, Survivor's way more physical, Big Brother's way more mental. I'm more suited for the mental game. So, uh, or I, at least I think I am. <laughs> Well, Adam, if, if it's okay with you, we'd like to start asking you some questions about this season of Survivor. Like you said, you're a big fan, and uh, as are we, and we really would like to hear your thoughts on this season. Right on. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm loving the season so far. I, I love the cast they brought back. I think uh, bringing back favorites who may not have been the most physical of competitors, but some more of the more interesting personalities and stories. Uh, I think, you know, that, that, that bodes well because you have uh, the situation I was in in Big Brother where I came into the house with returning players. I came in with six of the toughest players. Um, you know, you, nobody ever really thinks Cochran is one of the toughest competitors. <laughs> I, lo I, I love him. I'm a huge fan of him. But, uh, you look, you know, other than Malcolm, there's really no, you know, big guy on that cast. Uh, you have Philip who's, you know, big in stature and, um, let's say, ego. <laughs> but uh, you don't really have, like, big physical players on the uh, on the uh, favorite side. So what were your first impressions of the fans then? Well, it, it's really interesting in small, small world. Uh, Michael um, is best friends with one of my fiancé's best friends. Huh. Um, so uh, I met him a few months before the season started. And he kind of confided in me that, hey, you know, you know what I'm going through. Um, so I'm like, hey, I'm mum's a word. Um, so immediately I was going to like him. Matt, I love Matt. Of course, he's a rocker. He's a metalhead. But a strange, interesting connection there. Uh, he used to do a video show in the mid-'90s uh, out in Cincinnati called The Discipline. I worked at a heavy metal label in the mid-90s called Energy Records, and a couple of our bands put out videos, and I used to send him videos. Huh. Um, 
Eddie, uh, the fireman, 21-year-old, cute kid, uh, he went to the same high school that I did, East Brunswick High School um, in New Jersey. And then uh, Allie, who is a huge Big Brother fan, and if, if I heard the story correctly, she tried out for Big Brother, uh, and they cast her on Survivor, uh, kind of like they did with uh, Rob Cicinino. He was trying out for Big Brother, and they put him on Survivor. Um, so, you know, I immediately, you know, four people that I semi have connections to. Um, and then, you know, they, they, I, I, I like to set of personalities on that side, too. I mean, of course, you have Shamar, you know, starting <laughs> shit. You have Reynolds, you know, the All-American boy. Uh, you know, you have the, you know, the typecast people that they put on every season. Um, but it, it's interesting to see the way they're playing. And I do love the fact that the fans are playing in one tribe and the favorites are playing in the other tribe. This way, the fans can play their game. Mm-hmm. They are playing Survivor the way they want to play Survivor. Granted, they're playing against the other guys, but early on, they're not influenced by the favorites on like what to do strategy-wise. Yeah. So, you know, you mentioned, you know, your season, you had almost half the cast, you know, be returning players. Do you think that the the new people on a cast are at a disadvantage? Um, well, you see, that, that, that goes into what I just said, because, you know, the, the situation we were in, you know, the people we were playing with knew how the game was going. They knew how the game was played. They, and so they were able to influence what we did, um, I, I mean, it, it is a disadvantage in the one aspect, uh, you know, where they are playing against all, I mean, they're not playing against all new people, and, you know, the people that they're eventually going to merge with, it, it, it will be very interesting when they get to the merge, let's, let's just say that. Yeah. Uh, so, what were your thoughts on Shamar and kind of his, as you say, stirring up sh- uh, you, you know, it's... He said it last night. He's a, a big guy uh, on no food, uh, you know, very little water. And I'm sure for him it's tough. You know, he's not uh, in the best physical shape. I, I'm being that he's uh, a little bit heavier. So if he's out in the hot sun and, you know, dragging something, it's going to take a lot more out of him. Um, but you got you to gotta play the political game. you got to play the political game. You can't be stirring up. Yeah, it, it's just too early. It's too early. Um, but I, the, the fact that Sherry recognized that she has herself a Philip is pretty interesting. Yeah, I agree. I mean, my my biggest question is, you know, can she convince the rest of her tribe to keep Shamar around? Because I, I don't know. It doesn't seem like he's calming down anymore <laughs> after oh, Ali got up. She, she did last night. She saved him last night. And, uh, you know, but which I, I got to say, you know, there's a cool kid's table, whatever the heck they were calling themselves. I mean, the, the, one, the one subject that they should have been at instead of lunch was math. They should have known the math. You're four people in a 10-person tribe. You do not have the numbers. Plain and simple. It, it's, it's this early in the game. You have to see where the numbers are. Um, by them, just the four of them going off, boom, instant target. Yeah. Uh, again, it, it's unfortunate because you know they they were pretty keen on Dali. They they knew that she had some game. Uh, she wasn't really playing the game with the cool kids. Um, you know, she was kind of letting them influence her a little bit. But she had her eyes open. She knew what she was doing, and it, it was. Sad to see that they recognized that early and got rid of her. When perfect opportunity, I mean, this is, you know, it, if this was the the veterans tribe, the, the uh, favorite side, if somebody pulled out an idol and said, well, I'm going to play it tonight, they would have all voted for that person. <laughs> yeah, we just saw Malcolm do that last season. <laughs> well, but they didn't see Malcolm yeah. do that last season. We saw that. They yeah. didn't, which that is a very interesting twist that they, you know, Malcolm is just coming on. And uh, I'm surprised that the one story that they haven't shown yet was the rest of the favorites getting to know him because the other mm-hmm. favorites all knew each other. Yeah. Who is this guy? You know, like, you know, and just to hear, like, what kind of story that he gave, like, you know, oh, you know, I went out early, you know, because he, he looks around and sees people, you know, he doesn't want to tell people, well, I got to the Final Four, and if I would have won one more challenge, I would have won it all. Um, 
So uh, I, I'm curious to see if they ever do show uh, what he said to the rest of his tribe when he met them. Yeah, I think that's uh, ve- yeah very curious to find out. We were last week we were talking with uh, Mike Scoopin, and he was saying that what he needed to do was tell him that you know he got. He got medically evacuated early on in the season, and they brought him back, and something like that. But, yeah, I wonder. I wonder if he was honest with them, or you know, if he's like, "Oh yeah, I got right around the merge," or you know, what he what he said. Right, right. But uh, but you know, so right away, Philip uh, Philip realizes that he is the the strong man, which is uh, what what was the name, the enforcer, or the uh, <laughs> yeah, what? yeah, the enforcer, the enforcer. And, you know, I, I love Philip. I love, you know, just, he's a character. He's fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, pe- people, you know, he, he definitely is a, a polarizing character where some people love him, some people hate him. But, uh, you know what, it, it, if you're talking about him, then it's somebody last week at, uh, I went to Mike Snow's premiere party. Let me name drop a little bit. Uh, RC was there. She's a, you know, New York survivor person. Uh, Jeffrey from Glass House, he lives in Brooklyn. He came by for the uh, party. But somebody, you like how I named out there, right? <laughs> um, somebody uh, asked me, why is Philip wearing the pink underwear? And I said, are you talking about his pink underwear? And she said, yes. And I said, well, that's why he's doing it. Mm-hmm. I think it would be very interesting for to have a reality show where Philip and Rachel were on together. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. It, well, you know what? It, it, it's like a one-day thing, but uh, I, I think the two of them, it, like in a house together, oh, that would be that would be pretty explosive. <laughs> uh, what were your thoughts of of Reynolds and him finding the idol and the whole hiding his bulge and <laughs> uh, well, it? First of all, okay, I'm, I'm a big Survivor fan, and I get really disappointed when people find an idol so easily. Yeah. Um, you have to work for that idol. Um, and now it's just like, okay, just go over to the first tree you see that has a hole in it and poke your head in the hole and there's an idol. So, I mean, he has it and how he chose to use it and, of course, the editing that they had to give about the bulge, whatever. Come <laughs> on. It's like, that, that was, uh, you know, I know I'm sure CBS just was eating that up because they, uh, they can run with that and get a little innuendo there. Where, but it's still a family show that people don't, so the kids won't understand what that means. So. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, it, it, again, it's, somebody says, I have an idol and I'm going to play it. Well, you know what? Then you better play it because we're voting for you. Yeah. Do you think do you think Reynolds made the right move of of showing it after you know Laura called him out, or do you think he should have just played dumb? What he should have done, uh, I don't know. I really don't know. He was put on the spot like that. Um, if, if he did it, then there would be you know. I, I think if he, he felt that if he didn't just come clean with it, people would you know suspect it, and then he would become a bigger threat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I. So I think him showing it kind of says, hey, you know what? I got this thing. Um, you know, be careful with me. Yeah. Um, if, if he was hiding it, then, you know, they, they might not have, uh, the rest of the tribe might not have taken too kindly to it. So speaking of that kind of tribal council, what do you think Allie did wrong? Where did she go wrong? And, I mean, was someone as explosive on um, as Shamar on the tribe? She obviously did something pretty bad or... or I'm going to try to think so. Well, I, what she did wrong was, um, again, just my opinion. Uh, first day, she just, you know, separated herself and did not get to know the rest of the people on the tribe, did not take time to, like, talk with them and, you know, have them say, oh, you know what, she, maybe she's not as much of a threat and, you know, make it like she could work with them. Um, so her, her problem, yeah, was numbers, just simple math numbers, four people out of 10, not a majority go. Um, you know, I, I mean, I liken that begin to what happened to me on big brother first week, you know, I said, okay, I'm staying with the numbers with the newbies. We have eight, they have five at the time because evil Dick was gone. Uh, we came to the vote. We had six votes. They only had four votes. We could have gotten it done, and they 
two newbies flipped, and I said, okay, now I need to stay with the numbers, and I flipped as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, just a simple numbers game. That early in the game, she, you know, just did not, uh, did not make herself part of the tribe. She made herself part of the alliance. Yeah. Do you think Matt and Mike made the right choice? I mean, they were sort of playing both sides, it appeared, you know, between the the four cool kids and then the the rest of the group. Do you think they made the right choice voting Ali out? Um, for their game, I think they did make the right move. I think them being, uh, again, with the numbers, I mean, they would have created the numbers either way, but I think having six with Shamar expendable um, versus being you know, on the other side with people that once they got to the merge, those four were not going to work with Matt and Mike. They were going to just use them as numbers. So for their game, they can work more with uh, Sherry, Shamar, and hate to say this, but the rest of them, because I don't really know all their (laughs) names that well, because they don't really focus on all the newbies that early. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think uh, Matt and Mike definitely have, I think, more control with the this other group with the uh with the cool kids if they joined them they would sort of just be you know the two leftovers and not really have that much say in be, things yeah yeah they would just be two votes and they wouldn't be part of the tribe they would just be two votes and at least with you know with the six and again having somebody like shamar who hey you know what we've had enough of him get out uh and still have numbers right now that's you know it's a perfect move so, uh, what do you think so far of the challenges this season? Have you liked them? Have you enjoyed them or not? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, the, the two immunity challenges were both, uh, you know, came down to throwing. Um, but, you know, it, you know, climbing up the, the tower last week, throwing the boxes over, you know, it's, it's another reason why um, I wanted to be on Big Boat and not Survivor. <laughs> uh, I would die in some of those challenges. I mean, I could swim, um, but uh, if you remember me on Big Brother, I can't go underwater for that long. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, the challenge of my I like it. I like it. You know, that's I've always liked the challenges. I, I think the first challenge, day one, right off the bat, where they had to, like, you know, fight with each other just to, you know, get over the fact that these are your favorites. Now they're your competitors, and you're going head-to-head with them. You know, I, I write a weekly blog on Matt for a heavy metal website, metalinsider.net, um, and, you know, I was making fun of him for getting manhandled by Francesco last week. <laughs> uh, you know, when, when you looked at it, you saw, you know, Matt and Cochran against each other, like, you know, the two gingers. Um, you know, this should be easy for Matt, but then they throw Francesca on him, and, uh, you know, she took him down with a fury. <laughs> Yeah, I think this is sort of where you can sort of see maybe the the fans have somewhat of a disadvantage when it comes to strategizing for the challenges. As we saw in this one, they they're still not figuring out you know the best people to put in in what areas of the the game. Right, right, definitely, and uh, that was so true last night. They um, just totally mismanaged mismanaged their their people and uh, screwed it all. And even. I mean, they had the right three people pulling, but the, you know they weren't switching off, going underwater. You know, yeah. you can only hold the for so long. Catch your breath, get a bigger. Um, so just like knowing how to do the actual challenges, um, you know. They, but you saw last week, you know, the, the fans never gave up, and even this week they never gave up. They came back. Yeah. Reynolds was, uh, you know, starting to to get them on there, but. Uh, yeah, if Malcolm would have lost again to the throwing things. <laughs> yeah, that would have been, uh, they would have definitely been like, okay, who the hell is this guy? Why do they keep putting him on the throwing things? I mean, obviously he's not that good at them. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, you know, he, he did okay last week, but uh, I think part of it is he's trying to downplay like his physical strength um, on the tribe because he doesn't want to be seen as a threat again. Yeah. He's yeah. just like, you know, hey, you guys want me to do that? Fine, I'll do that. What did you think of, uh, I think, one of the funniest moments of the episode, and that was the honey badger with Brandon? Oh, little heads, little heads. Uh, 
I mean, did, didn't we see this on Big Brother last season with Willie? Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, I, I, I don't know. You know. Brandon definitely has flipped the switch. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> they're, they're definitely an, an interesting family. CBS loves them. Um, don't know what got into Brandon, but, uh, you know, if he starts trying to be his uncle... Uh, he'll be the next one out, and he'll just make himself look silly. But uh, I, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping he comes around because uh, you know he, he's one of my uh, favorites from his season. Yeah what what did you think of this whole Dawn and Brandon argument? Like for me, I almost sort of put the blame on Dawn because she's like, you need to understand our side. Well, no, you just sort of voted that person off, and you know he has he has a right to be upset. I mean, he, he's... right? I, I, and you know the, that that's Dawn just trying to be the nice person and trying to like, you know, say you know say something to just smooth it over to like not make it awkward. Uh, unfortunately, um, doing that at that time with a volatile person maybe not a good idea. Good, good intention, wrong execution. Yeah. So, what did you think about Philip's uh, speech to Brandon and about middle, you know, his speech that's saying, Brandon, you're middle management. Did you think that was the right way to approach that situation? <laughs> Hell no. I mean, um, but again, like, it's kind of funny because Philip now has the role of being a leader, not a follower. Uh, and, you know, he... I always say you can't play someone else's game. You have to play your own game. The only way you're going to win is if you play your own game. Um, whatever that game may be, play your own game. And he's trying to play Boston Rob's game. And I think uh, the other people of the veterans, uh, favorites, whatever you want to call them, uh, I think they recognize this and are just stroking his ego and just letting Philip, you know, pretend like he let <laughs> Philip think that he's in charge. Uh, but you know they're they're smarter than this. They they know that they're getting quote unquote played yeah. um, right now, and right now they need him for the numbers, and I'm sure he'll be expendable when the time comes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, here's a scenario. What would happen if they had a tribe switch and Shamar and Brandon ended up on the same tribe? Do you think that they would get along, or do you think they would go at each other? Um, we saw Michael Scoopin fall into the fire. I think this would be the first time somebody got thrown into the fire. <laughs> um, and, and you know what? I wouldn't, I wouldn't say Shamar's going to throw a uh, little hand. I think little hands will hit that, uh, you know, crazy strength. And, uh, he could pick up Shamar and toss him. Uh, you know, it, that, that's one, one of the twists on Survivor that I never really liked is when they mix the tribes up. Um, I, I just feel like they, you know, kind of, even though it's a random pick, I, I I don't like the way they do that. I think, uh, you know, it, I don't know. I don't think it ever works out in a positive way. Let's hope they don't do that. Who at this point? We've seen two episodes. Who wins the award for the most improved Survivor player uh, of the favorites? Most improved. Hmm. Well, <laughs> uh, definitely not Francesca. Um, <laughs> She did exactly the same. Most, <laughs> that's a good question. I, I never really thought of it like that because um, I think that all of them are just trying to, you know, I, well, at least the first we try to play a little nice, like not try to come off too big. And that's why Francesca, you know, opened her mouth and went home. Um, you know, Andrea's playing a, a little bit of a shiftier game. But uh, I, I, I honestly, I, I have no good answer for that. I have no good answer for that. I think Brandon and Philip are playing worse games. <laughs> I would even throw Eric in there. He's not. He doesn't seem to be doing too well. Aligning with Brandon Hans as your number one ally doesn't seem to be well, the I, best choice. <laughs> true, that, that, that's not exactly the best choice. Honestly, I kind of forgot about him because he. Has a, I mean, last week he had the whole thing with uh, Philip, but this week he was kind of in the shadows. Yeah, they they haven't shown a lot of people. I mean, Brenda, we haven't seen hardly anything from. We didn't see, you know, we didn't see Andrea at all this episode. I mean, they're but, very selective. Corinne is right. actually Corinne is the first returning player to not have a confessional in the first two episodes in the history of the Survivor. 
Uh, you would know that more than I would. I, I can tell you who has the most DRs uh, on Big Brother. But, uh, you know, and now that you say that, it's definitely true. I, she's just, you know, blending in the background. All right, so who do you think is next to go from each tribe? Who's most on the outs on, bo- on both tribes? Uh, let's see. Well, on the, fa- on the fan side, um, obviously people are going to think Shamar is the next one to go. Um, sad to say, I, I think it might be Eddie. I think Eddie might be the one on the way out because they know that they'll can be able to get rid of him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, even if we'll, we'll, the way the numbers are 3-3, three, three, if they kind of split some votes on Reynolds just to try to flush the idol out, uh, now nah, they won't be able to do that because it'll be 3-3-3. Three, three, three. Um, so I think Eddie. Uh, on the favorite side, honestly, I have no clue. I have no idea. You know, Brandon looks like the obvious choice, um, which, you know, I've watched enough seasons of Survivor. I know how editing works. Um, I don't think they would, uh, you know, that he would be the next to go. Shot in the dark. Uh, let's go with, let's go with Corinne. There you go. Maybe that's why she hasn't gotten a uh, confessional. Wild card. We're going to transition now, and if you're up for it, we're going to uh, play a couple of games here. The first one we have is uh, it's going to be you versus Jeff. We're going to play a game called Survivor or Big Brother. Okay. So what this is is I have uh, last names of people who have been either on Survivor or Big Brother, and you guys are going to have to get tell me if this person, based on their last name, was on Big Brother or Survivor. Okay, is the first one that answers, or are you going to give each one one at a time? Uh, I'll, I'll read one out, and I'll let one person answer first, and then they can uh, agree or disagree with the other person, and then uh, get points accordingly for if you're correct or not. Gotcha. Okay, I got, I, I got another rule. I used to get yelled at in Big Brother before the challenges. I was asking a thousand questions, <laughs> but I wanted to, I wanted to be the one to make sure I knew what I was doing. Uh, Shelly used to always get mad at me, uh, but then Shelly wouldn't realize what she could and couldn't do, and then she's like, well, I didn't know you could do that. I'm like, well, because you didn't ask. <laughs> and how many challenges did Shelly win? <laughs> well, you know what, though? That was, it was working. It was working until it didn't work anymore. <laughs> yeah. All right. First one. Uh, Adam, will let you uh, guess first. First question. The first one, last name, Boswell. Oh, that's big brother. Jeff, agree or disagree? Agree. You are both correct. Chicken George. Chicken George is correct. George Boswell. I shouldn't be, I shouldn't be so adamant. I got to put a poker face on. Yeah, yeah, there we go. All right. Jeff, you are going to be going for the next one. Here we go. Franklin. I'm sure they're... Ooh, that's a common last name. I'm going to go with Survivor. Adam, agree? I will, I will agree with Survivor. That is correct. Uh, Cassandra Franklin got uh, tied for second place in Survivor Fiji. All right, we are uh, still tied. We go back to Adam. All right, number three, Simone. Oh, uh, that would oh. be that would be Big Brother. Jeff, I'll agree. Shima. It is Shima. Wait, maybe I should get Adam bonus points for saying the right name. That wasn't in the rules, David. Uh, that's that's correct. That wasn't in the rules. We started the game already. So. Okay. All right. Next one, Jeff. Number four, Black Welder. That's got to be Big Brother. Sorry, say it again. Black Welder. That's Survivor. Oh, we got a, a disagreement. The correct answer is... Big Brother, Kent Blackwelder from Season 2. Oh, of course, you gotta go with the, one of the early seasons, come on. Right. <laughs> no, that, that's, hey, that's fine, that's fine. Hey, I never said I was Ian. <laughs> Alright, <laughs> All right, Jeff, one point up. Next one goes to uh, Adam first. Koth, K-O-T-H, Koth. I'll go with Survivor. Jeff? Janet Koth from Amazon. That is correct. You both get a point. Yay. 
All right, back to Jeff. Now, Jeff, you're not looking these up, right? You're playing a little. No, I'm not. Okay, just making sure. I'm not Googling this. Uh, number Janet six. Koth is one of my, like, whenever I do an org, Janet Koth is one of my go to, like, random people <laughs> that nobody knows. So that's why I know that. All right. Uh, number six, Tornell. Uh, Janu from Palau. Well, so, dude, thank you very much for telling me a survivor. Yeah. Oh, I forgot that you got to agree. Yeah, but he just gave him a point. <laughs> All right, back to uh, back to Adam. Number seven, Manson. Spell that. M A N S O N. Manson. I'll try Survivor on that one. Jeff. I'll go Big Brother. Ah, that's Leaf. It is. It's Leaf from Survivor One World. Adam makes it a tie again. Oh yeah. All right. <laughs> Jeff, Corridero. Uh, big brother. Adam, agree or disagree? I will, I will agree with big brother. That is correct. Do you know who it is? A vet. Um, you are it's, correct. It's a vet. A vet, a vet. For some reason, Lydia's name was coming to my head, but I'm like, no, I know it's not Lydia. All right. Number nine, back to Adam. Zinkend. Z-I-N-K-A-N-D. Zinkend. Uh, Big Brother. Jeff? I'll agree. You are... Crazy James. Yep. <laughs> Crazy James from Big Brother 9. Oh, I see. I didn't ever see that season. Oh. So you were just banking on that, that Adam knew the answer. I've, I know most of the Survivor last names, and I've never... <laughs> All right. Number 10. Here we go, Jeff. Blonde. Uh, Survivor. I will agree. That is correct. It's uh, Jean Robert from China. There you go. All right. We have, we go, we're all tied up, so we go with the tiebreaker. The first one to shout out either Big Brother or Survivor and is correct uh, will win this game. So here's the last name Roman. Survivor. Unfortunately, it was not Survivor. It was Big Brother. Robert Roman from uh, Big Brother 4. Uh, seasons 2, 3, 4 were a little tough for me because before I had my DVR, so I barely remember their <laughs> first name. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Jeff, you win in the tiebreaker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, another, another challenge I lost to a Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but very close, very close. All right, uh, one more game. This one's just for you, uh, Adam. This game's called Imagine If. We have uh, random scenarios, Imagine If questions uh, that we will ask, and you will answer with someone from your cast of Big Brother 13, whoever you think best fits the question. Oh, this would be good. All right. Number one, imagine if your cast was in class together when you found out you would have a substitute teacher. Which player would be the first to shoot spitballs? Um, Big Jeff. <laughs> All right, number two, imagine if your cast was at a piano recital. Which person would likely keep yelling, Free Bird? <laughs> Me. <laughs> Don't go to a lot of piano recitals, Adam? <laughs> no, I, I just know Freebird wherever I go. <laughs> oh, that. Okay, makes sense. <laughs> um, imagine if your cast went to the same high school prom. Which player would be voted best dancer? Oh, well, Juan, come on. Is that, that's not even a question. <laughs> uh, all right, number four. Imagine if your each of your cast was stuck in a crowded elevator... Which player would use this as an opportunity to pick up an attractive stranger? I'll go with Kalia on that one. That girl, she, she's got game. She's got game. Yeah. Number five. Imagine if your cast checked into a hotel. Which player would want to leave if there was no room service? Oh, that would be Rachel. <laughs> All right, number six. And, and and I love her, but can I do an impression? Sure. Hey, Spooky, what do you mean there's no room service? I'm leaving. 
All right, uh, number six. Imagine if your cast were nursery rhyme characters, which player would be Humpty Dumpty? Uh, that would definitely be Keith, because all that kid wants to do is Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> <laughs> all right, number seven. Imagine if your cast was in a police lineup, which player, although innocent, would look guilty? Uh, Portia. She would just be, like, smiling and, like, looking around and <laughs> smiling and have, like, the shooting grin on her face. <laughs> All right. Imagine if your cast lived in an underwater city when a giant squid attacks. Which player would be first to fight the squid and attempt to save the city? That would be Brandon, without a doubt. <laughs> Brandon, I'm sorry. Brandon, Brandon. It would be Brandon, without a doubt. He would fight it. But, you know, and then he would end up becoming best friends with it, and then they would start dancing. And then <laughs> Luan would join in, and we'd have some underwater rock and roll going on down there. <laughs> Sounds good. Imagine if your cast were siblings, which player would go to mom and always tell on everyone else? Uh, uh, let's go with Dominic, since he's a mama's boy to begin with. <laughs> all right uh were you invited to to his and danielle's wedding uh yes i was yes i was and it was a beautiful affair uh we it was just, it was so cool it was outside in california beautiful day um but even better than the wedding no not better than the wedding just as good as the wedding the next day we went to a uh, bar called slater's 50 50 and they make the bacon burger which is half ground beef and half ground bacon and it was the best hamburger i've ever eaten nice <laughs> i'm sorry who got married dominic, uh, and, dominic and danielle and danielle. danielle donato yeah yep <laughs> what do you know <laughs> you're behind on the times jeff <laughs> i'm not in tune with the big brother news apparently <laughs> well what's funny is when we were playing the game i told dominic don't get close to danielle dominic never watched the show before he didn't realize when Danielle was on her seat and then she got showman seat with Nick, Nick went home. So as soon as Dominic started getting <laughs> thanks, I'm like, bro, step back. I'm like, oh, no, 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 we're just friends. I'm like, that's what you think, but that's not how it looks. Back this up. And what happened? He went home. <laughs> All right, here you go. Last Imagine If. Imagine if your cast were participants at a spelling bee, which player would be eliminated first? Jordan. <laughs> God bless her. She's so adorable. But yeah, she would definitely she would spell cat with like you know three T's or something. <laughs> All right. Well, we thank you very much for talking, Survivor, and uh, playing these games with us. Uh, before we let you go, is there anything that you want to plug or promote? Yeah, sure. Um, on uh, April fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh of uh, April fourth to seventh, Temecula, California. Reality Rally. Check it out, realityrally.com. If you're a Survivor fan, you already know about it. You're already gone. There's other big brother people coming. There's people from so many different shows. Uh, if you're a reality fan at all, got to come there. Uh, Jillian from Survivor Devone, sweet lady. She started a charity event, a Reality Rally, a couple years ago um, to help out Michelle's Place which is a, a women's resource center that women are going through breast cancer. Um, they, you know, help these people out, everything from, you know, wigs to support groups to everything. Um, and, you know, they, they take us there so we can see where the money that we're raising goes to. Um, to be part of that is just phenomenal. Uh, you know, I almost won a half a million dollars. I would have pissed that money away. Um, but, you know, having this quote-unquote fame where I can do these events and meet fans, I love to do it, and the cause is just so great. Um, so realityrally.com, go on the website, check out all the uh, people that are coming this year. If you want to donate money, you can donate to your favorite person. You don't even have to donate to me. I don't care. Donate to somebody. Um, or if you're in the area, if you're in Southern California, come on out. Uh, Saturday afternoon, we do a race around town, uh, amazing race style. There's 10 different stations. you got to hit them all, uh, do silly little challenges. Um, but you, you can also come to one of the uh, dinners at uh, the wineries. You meet, hang out with your favorite reality people, meet 
and hang out with some of your favorite reality villains, people that you didn't like. Uh, but you see, when you get to meet everybody, it's for a great cause. It's such a great weekend. Um, as I mentioned before, I'm making some uh, bacon chili with bacon for Hoboken um, Chili Cook-Off. Um, if you follow me on Facebook, uh, you can find my personal account is uh, facebook.com slash kingadpoc, K-I-N-G-A-D-P-O-C-H. Um, follow me on Twitter, at Heavy Metal Teddy. You find out about all the um, charity events that I do and uh, the appearances that I do. I do uh, trivia every week in Hoboken. Uh, so if you're in the New York area, come on out for some trivia. I do that every Wednesday at William McBride. Uh, and as I mentioned before, I'm writing a blog on MetalInsider.net, uh, focusing on Matt from this season of Survivor, uh, one metalhead reviewing another metalhead. Uh, this week I didn't have too much to, to use, but uh, I still found a way to uh, recap the episode uh, from Matt's point of view, so to speak. So, uh, you know, you can find me on social media. Uh, even before I was on Big Brother, I was in social, social media core. Uh, always posting pictures of the bands that I'm seeing, the food that I'm eating, uh, the good times that I'm having. Uh, but now I just have more people following me. Yeah. Were you at Reality Rally last year, Adam? Yeah, I went last year. It was my first time going. And, uh, you know, after I got in the house, I did a couple charity events. Uh, really impressive with Jillian and her crew of people. I mean, there's hundreds of volunteers um, that do this. It's very well run. It's It's a great great time uh and you know it's good because you know we get you know all of our shows alum together and we talk our shows we, you know again i'm a huge survivor fan so for me i was just as excited meeting the uh the um, reality stars as the uh, fans were uh i was taking pictures of every survivor that i met uh and i was sending pictures back home to one of my friends who is a survivor nerd and she goes to all these events and she couldn't go to this one. So I was, uh, Hey, look who I'm hanging out with now. And every person I sent her a picture, she knew exactly who they were. Yeah. We've had, uh, Jillian on here before. She's just such a, a, a nice lady and we're hoping to have her on again this season, but yeah, definitely support reality rally any way you can. Definitely do that. And again, you know, it, it's such a wonderful thing to give back and just, Knowing that like all my reality family do so many events, if you know if you can't make it to any of the events I talked about, I'm sure somebody around you is doing something. Uh, there's so much good that goes in, you know, into it. Um, and again, just for me to be a part of this now from the other side is, uh, you know, it's exciting for me. I, I'm just excited when I meet fans too because I am a fan. I know how you feel. I know what it's like. Um, it's always funny, like when somebody will recognize me and like be shy. And I'll be like, "What are you shy? Get over here!" Uh, when we were out uh, at Slater's fifty fifty after uh, Dominic and Danielle's wedding, it was me, Dominic, Danielle, Milan, and Eric Stein hanging at the bar, and this one girl was like petrified. She didn't even want to like walk over to us. And like <laughs> I dragged, I dragged her over. I'm like, "You want to meet them? Come over and say hi." Awesome. Well, uh, yeah, thank you so much for, for doing the podcast. Just another way you're interacting with fans. We really appreciate it. We loved hearing your thoughts. And, uh, yeah, uh, definitely we'll keep up on your blog and uh, on, on social media and everything. And we'd love to have you on the, the show again sometime. Well, th- thank you guys for having me. And, again, without fans like you, uh, that, that's what really helps our shows continue is, you know, the, the diehard fans. Uh, you guys love to talk about it. We love to do it, and now that I'm not doing it anymore, I love to talk about it as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I, I hope your chili turns out really well. <laughs> Thank you. And, Thank uh, you. I'm about, to, uh, I'm about to put the chili to bed, and then I'm going to bed myself. Yeah. Well, uh, have a great night, Adam. Thank you so much. Thanks for talking to us. Bye. Bye-bye. Well, that was Adam Potch from Big Brother 13. Uh, really great to talk to him. He, he knows the survivor as well as his big brother and, you know, definitely had a lot of fun with him. Yeah, I had a good time talking to him. It's always good to connect with people, even outside of the survivor community. Uh, but obviously to have someone from Big Brother is, a, is another big step. And a really good plug for Reality Rally as well. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely check it out if you can. Uh, yeah, Temecula, California, the April 4th through 7th, so. You know, stay tuned for 
for uh, future podcasts. Next week, we're going to be talking with the very first winner of Survivor, the one and only Jeff. Richard Hatch. Richard Hatch is going to be on this podcast talking with us, uh, telling us all his thoughts on how stupid everyone from Survivor Caramon is and how bad of games they're playing. <laughs> and, and I'm sure he'll re- mention Russell at least once. Yeah, so... Uh, Stay tuned for that, where it should be a, a really fun interview. Who knows what games we're going to play with Richard Hatch? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be an interesting one. Uh, but, uh, yeah, make sure that you stay tuned. Uh, you can stay tuned with David and Jeff's Survivor Podcast on our Facebook page. There we have uh, chat threads. We, that's where we post our podcasts. And you can also vote on your favorite of the uh, top five rules each week. And that is the Facebook page, David and Jeff's Survivor Podcast. Yeah. Also, be sure to check out our website, survivorpodcast.blogspot.com, and uh, iTunes, David and Jeff's Survivor Podcast. Uh, We thank you so much for listening. We will see you next time. Goodbye. Bye.